GCSE drama does get like that, though. I failed my drama course. Slightly problematic end, end to my life in Art said, but... Love problematic thought, times at drama school here on Drama School Pop Out. And doing online at drama school is one of the hardest things I think you can do, especially stage combat. You're doing that online, so you're just waving swords around your bedroom. All of this and more coming up on Drama School Dropout. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout, the UK's third best drama podcast. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And today it's episode 132 and I am joined by an absolutely talented actor who has just starred in the reboot of Bad Education. Please welcome to the podcast, Bobby Johnson. Drama School Dropout, no graduation day. Welcome to the podcast. How are we? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How's life? Because you've just been a part of this um, reboot of such a massive TV show. So I imagine mm. that life's went to sort of like a bit of a zero to a hundred for you. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not gone too crazy, but it's definitely been different to anything I've experienced, you know, like as an actor, you just want to get in, you dream of getting into the sort of situation that I'm in. And obviously it's just such a, like, you're such a small cog in such a big production, but it's just great to be a part of it. And then you get to go to screen you know i've done sort of like interviews and you know podcasts like this and it's just like you know there was no opportunities like that before the show mm. so it's just great to be able to soak in all these opportunities while they're still there you know yeah two things about the bad education reboot that i want to talk about just before we leave it for a second number one i'm totally taking credit for all of it like <laughs> i am i uh, interviewed Ethan Lawrence like I want to say he was like episode 47 of the podcast right. and I was like it's coming up to 10 years anything happening and he was like no nothing's happening so I am taking credit that I sparked that seed. Yeah, do it. And like fully... Write a letter to the BBC saying that you claim copyright. Doesn't matter about copyright. Just <laughs> throw me a few quid. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but how's life? How are you getting on? What's happening now that sort of it it it's over, isn't it? Yeah, so we've, we've done, done it all now. And yeah, all the reactions been positive mainly, which is good because obviously stepping into something like that, you're like, well, there's people who really love this show and mm. love the previous three seasons. Myself included. Oh, great. So hey, there you go. Like you'll know exactly how, how sort of people felt. Like as soon as it gets rebooted, there's people going, hmm. I mean, I've been there. I love um like friends, like, uh, yeah. And if they rebooted that, I'd be like, ah, oh, like, please don't. I think Friends is in the end. Friends is in, like, I have two columns of rebootable TV shows. One's the ones mm. that I think you could get away with. And then there's the Untouchables. So for me, Friends is in the Untouchables and Shameless yeah. is in the Untouchables. But then, like, I was not going to lie. I think I go into every reboot, especially if it's a TV show that I love, being like, well, they're never going to live up to... And there's been two this year, and I was both pleasantly surprised by them both, and I, I really enjoyed them both, actually, which was Waterloo Road and Bad Education. Like, I, I think that you both shows lived up to the, the expectation that fans had. Because mm, it's, it's an interesting one, because 
obviously there's so many jokes and things that you can't look really write nowadays that were in the old I mean you can uh, but you just might get into <laughs> a lot of trouble commission yeah there's a different story but obviously yeah and then we've got all this sort of like it's not pressure but it's just I think you give the pressure to yourself mm. in terms of like I want to live up to it but luckily it's just like it's completely different characters no one's really completely similar to the old like class and then they've gone for you know a different route with you know Stephen and Mitchell played by Leighton and Charlie as the teachers so you can just you can play with that in so many different ways and it, it creates for quite a different different show um mm. and thankfully the reaction's been been quite good like we've had you know plenty of people you know enjoying it i mean like my dad who's bloody hard to please was like yeah you know there's some quite amusing parts and i was like we take that <laughs> we take that that's that's pretty much a, like a, a good review as much as he can give it's as far as it's gone yeah <laughs> pretty much uh, my dad um, just came to see me in a show and it's one that I wrote myself and I had to, we've already done it once last year and I had to step into a role this year instead of just directing. And I was, my my main sort of focus, because we changed a lot of it was like, was this year better than last year? Like, or did we fuck it up? And I remember my dad just turned to me and went, I kind of preferred it last year. And I went, <laughs> so when I wasn't in it, great, <laughs> great. Thanks dad. Thanks yeah. dad. But yeah, it's, it's weird how dad's, how dads get like that isn't it that transparency though they'll never lose it like my dad is always the first one like even when i was just doing my my college plays he'd be like oh it would be nice to see a bit less bobby and a bit more character and i'm like yeah but dad i am like i'm your son so like you're not gonna not be able to see me if that makes sense and also like most characters have an element of you in them so it's just like just say i did well it would be nice to just come out and be like you were all right, son. But yeah, but that sort of, you know, constructive criticism helps in certain ways when you've got other people just being like, you know, well done, well done, well done. So mm. your dad will always be the transparent one. I, I just, just imagine your dad ringing the stage and being like, I've got a review for you all. <laughs> like, get, get this get this in print. He probably would. He probably would. And it would be a bad review as well. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be a bad review. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yes. My son. Grilling me. Shit. Uh, um, I only I've only ever had one like compliment off my dad from acting, and it was when I did Macbeth, and he was like, "I did believe that you were Scottish," and I was like, <laughs> "I don't know if that's like a backhanded compliment." Yeah, yeah. but I'm gonna just take it as the compliment that it is. Um, but what I like to ask everybody that gets into the podcast is, how did you get into acting, and what was your first ever role? Doesn't have to be a professional one. We'd love a good nativity story. Yeah, well, okay. Well, how I got into acting is, I mean, my first ever role, I'll start there, because that, like, my first ever role was technically before I even considered acting. It was the year six play, uh, and I played a lifeguard, and I only played the lifeguard because the poor girl who originally played the lifeguard had stage fright, and I didn't want anything to do with the show. I didn't want nothing to do with the show, and she, um, in the rehearsal, she just couldn't do it. You know, being a 10, 11 year old girl, don't know how old you are in year six, 10, 11. She just, yeah, was frightened by the prospect. And then, uh, yeah, they were just like, who would want to do it? And then I was like, I'll have a go, but like very reluctant. And I ended up really enjoying it. And then obviously you do like sort of like drama and stuff in like year seven, eight and nine, sort of play about with it. But I remember watching The Green Mile, if you've ever seen that film. I haven't. You haven't? Damn. Right. I have to say it again, just to keep everyone up to speed. I 
people hate me for saying this. Are you not a film? I don't like films. Yeah. I knew like, he was going to say that. It's very rare that I will... Don't get me wrong. Back to the Future is my favourite film. I've got like... Yeah. A couple of films. I will never sit down and watch a film. I am a short form television boy. Like, what about I love... like series is like Netflix. Yeah, like I'm a TV guy. Cool. All right. Well, we can we can get with that. But, but... don't get me wrong. I know what the Green Mile is. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not that ignorant. As long as you're conscious of it, then yeah. then you can understand the story, I guess. So I was watching that, and it's very... it's the the Tom Hanks film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks. And it's just a it's a proper emotional film. Like, I don't understand how anyone can watch it and not cry. I mean, I've watched it three times in my life and I've cried every single time. I've only ever cried at two, three things in media and surprisingly, two of them were films. Are they going to be like silly films though? Or are they like serious films? Because well, I mean, Free Willy. Well, when Dobby died. Oh, that's understandable though. For Toy Story 3. Okay. Uh, well, okay, I'll let you have it, but... He was picking the toys out of the fucking <laughs> box, and then Woody was there. I mean, come on, that's, that's and then, your your cinema. Yeah, and then the the most I think this is the most recent time I cried actually was when Red in Orange Is the New Black got dementia in season seven. Oh, see, I've not seen Orange Is the New Black. It's so good, like a ten out. I'm rewatching. People it right do now. rave about it. It's one of those series where, like, people, it's like, um, I've never seen Breaking Bad either. And every time I tell mm-hmm. people about that, they just, they, they grill me. And I'm just like, well, sorry, there's so many shows out there. But I would 110 recommend Orange is the New Black. There are so many great performances in that show. Definitely have to. I'll have to watch that and Breaking Bad. I mean, they're always <laughs> on my agenda, but Netflix always have something that I'm already watching. And then they'll release a new season and I'll be like, yeah. oh, now I've got to watch the new season before I start a completely new show. <laughs> and then it just keeps going and going and going. What are you watching but just now? I watch Outer Banks at the moment. Oh, I have not seen that. It's it's like my favourite my favorite Netflix show. Like I love Stranger Things and I really enjoyed Wednesday as well. I see. I couldn't jump on the. I couldn't get on the Stranger Things bandwagon. Really? See, I, it's one of those ones where I think it's because I watched it first when I was so young. Like mm. when the first series came out, I don't know how old I was, but my my big brother was a fan of it, and I that was sort of what got me into like Netflix TV watching. Yeah, because I was a series guy. I always used to be like films, and then I'd just watch Friends on repeat, like over and over again. And then my brother was like, "Why don't you watch Stranger Things? It might be up your street." because the type of films you watch is sort of like the mm. style of Stranger Things and I really enjoyed it and then obviously once you enjoy the first season I just had to watch the rest but understand why people maybe don't like it but it's, it's not even my favourite I'd say Outer Banks is probably my favourite Netflix show I've never um, heard of Outer Banks I'm adding it to my list they've just released a season three like literally like three four days ago so that's what I've been watching mm. I've missed that like do you know I feel like I haven't really had anything where you're sort of anticipating, other than Squid Game. I mean, everyone and their dogs waiting for that second series. Oh, yeah. But like when Orange is the New Black was at its height, I remember being like, June 21st, June 21st. New <laughs> That's season. exactly how I was without a bank. And I've not had anything like that for a while. So I need to find something. Like, there's a few things that I'm like waiting on. But like mm. when Orange is the New Black was happening, I was like, I remember I got I was in L.A. for my 19th birthday and I got to the airport ridiculously early and somebody had like stolen the files for Orange is the New Black season four, I believe. And mm. I sat and watched all of it in the airport like <laughs> two months early and then had to wait two months for the fucking season finale. I was raging. But sorry, I interrupted your story about the lifeguard. Oh, yeah. No. So the lifeguard <laughs> role. So, yeah. Um, 
that was my first ever role. It was like, it was a show based on the Olympics. So it's 2012. But it must have been like 20, maybe 2011, like 2012 summer actually it would have been. See, that's nice to know that primary school shows are no longer problematic. <laughs> because I I did some fucked up shit in primary school that wouldn't fly oh, today. Yeah, my brother did as well. Some of the shows he used to do, they would just like stick you on a stage and just be like, you're this. And then he was like, the amount of breakdowns, like my brother can't think of anything worse to do than act. And I think that's probably down to the primary school shows that he did. I played a Chinese Mandarin. Uh, see, that's, yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. That is not okay. Would just like to At point out level. that I was like 10, didn't know mm. what the fuck I was doing. And I completely understand that that is unacceptable now. <laughs> so please yeah, don't come not... for me. Uh, but yeah, so luckily my my show was, yeah, definitely acceptable. Definitely PG as well. But it was just like, it was a lot of fun. And I think that's what made me think, it's actually quite fun, like being... Mm just like messing about on the stage because like you like to mess about as a kid and then obviously when they whenever you go to like an acting class they're like oh you need to play like play like you're a kid and then when you really think about it like that's literally what it is like especially like when you're doing those sort of shows it's literally just messing about on stage and then you just have mm. a couple lines that you've got to throw in there we're all just people who don't want to grow up pretty much and it's also like it's stuff that's like not so like socially acceptable which shouldn't be really unacceptable, but people just think you're mad if you started playing with your mates and you're like 21 years yes. old. But then you get to do it, you know, on set or on stage or just like in a class or something like that. And I think that's what that's what mm. I enjoy about it. And that's what I enjoyed about it from the beginning. And then I went on to the classic GCSE drama. Um, and I But I chose that because of the Green Mile. So that's where I was leading into. So that film really made me realise like stories can actually affect you. Like I remember I, I cried and I was like, why am I crying? It's a film. Grow <laughs> yeah. up. But I was like 13. It's not based on a, a true story or have I made that up? No, I mean, well, it's kind of, it's loosely based on like Jesus Christ. Um, it's pretty oh, much okay. Like okay. the same premise as like Jesus, um, but with like some twists and turns and like just to make it so it's not like completely Jesus Christ. I was going to say so 100% fiction, but then I realised that might offend some people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you know, depending what sort of faith you have. Uh, yeah, so then that that made me think, oh, GCSE, but... GCSE drama is not is not proper acting. It's a it's a sort of like a gateway. Are you telling it. me that that time that I was doing all of these great performances that that's not proper acting? No, I'm afraid not. Oh, <laughs> but I... like the GCSE like performance that I did, like I remember it was literally just like they, like they gave you a script like six weeks and they were just like just make a show like if you can just like make a show. Oh, we didn't get given a script. We had to um, devise a piece. Oh yeah, so. There was some people there. I believe there was like two groups. So we had like four groups and there was two groups had to devise two groups. who got a script, but we were given a style. So like the others could devise whatever, but then these other two groups were given the script. So then the devising wasn't so difficult, but then you had to have a style that sort of made me like acting. And then I was kind of like, this is interesting. And then I went on to performing arts in sixth form, but only three of us did it. Wow. I like, this is quite, this isn't really like the acting that I thought it was going to be. Mm. And then my friends were at an acting college and then they were like, why don't you come? And I was already like two and a half weeks into sixth form and I was like, I don't know if I can. And then I rung them up like pretty frantically. And then they were like, if you come on Thursday for an interview, then we could probably get you in. That's pretty much how my acting career started. Um, so yeah, first role lifeguard in year six, and then all of these different GCSE drama to college, and now I'm here. But talking about GCSE drama, you've just unlocked a memory for me. Talking about problematic pieces, 
my devised GCSE drama was set in an office block that was in the <laughs> Twin Towers. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Do you know I what? don't know what institutions you went to, man. Right. I, I can totally say awful. that both of them were terrible, like, and unacceptable. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, like, I don't know. Like, I just think there's... Because that's why I was shocked when you said you'd been given a script. I'd have much preferred that. Yeah, you probably didn't know what a script was until you got out. <laughs> oh no, no, like, obviously. But, like, I don't know. Like, 16-year-olds make some stupid shit. But also, yeah. we all got fucked over because our GCSE examiner came in. And there was, like, two girls. Oh, well, I can name them. They're my friends. Robin and Katie. And they were with someone else. And they were, like... It was like me, Robin, and Katie were like the top, the top doggies in the class, and like right. were the only ones that are still actually involved in the industry. Yeah, and they were in another group, and they got like totally fucked over. Like they were predicted like A stars and got Fs, but oh. like they didn't deserve Fs. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The examiner was just a massive dick. GCSE drama does get like that though. I failed my drama course. Um, I didn't. I failed mine because the teacher <laughs> lost my essay. And you know, if somehow she, she ends up listening to this, I will say it to her. You lost my essay because she said that. Um, so like we had to do like a whole like USB thing and put our essay onto it. And then, like, on the day, we couldn't leave the library until our essay was on her USB. And then, like, six months later, when GCSEs are all pretty much done and dusted, she's like, did you ever hand me your essay? And I was like, uh, yeah. And then she was like, oh, well, I haven't got it. And I was like, oh, well, I, I haven't got it anymore because I put it on your USB and then I deleted it thinking I'm never going to need it ever again. And then she was like, oh, well, whose fault's that? And I was like, yours, it's your, your fault. You lost my essay. And then, yeah, that probably, I think I got like ungraded. Well, obviously. here to talk about that is your GCSE drama teacher. <laughs> in the Zoom call. No, that's how I know we, we went to school at different that. times. Yeah. We went to school in different times because like computers were about, I'm not that old, but mm. essays were fucking handwritten. Oh, yeah, see, I would have actually probably preferred that because there's like, then there would have been no excuse. I would have been like, I gave it to you in physical form. I mean, I'm saying that I do want to just clarify for everyone out there, just my own peace of mind. I'm only four years older than Bobby. <laughs> I, I, I'm not <laughs> even not tw- like, I'm just, no, four years to three and a bit. I'm not 25 yet, right? Um, yeah, I've got, I've got, you know, my good friend is 24, so you're definitely not a granddad. That sounds really fucking old there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I'm still very, very young. And um, I just happened to go to a school in a Pavo area that didn't have many computers. <laughs> um, but I, I want to talk to you a little bit about, because you mentioned going to sixth form. And then when I was doing my research, or as I like to call it, legal stalking, I found out that you went to arts ed. Is that correct? <laughs> legal talking i like that i'm gonna use that <laughs> did you talking. go to arts ed yeah yeah so i went only for a year um mm. slightly problematic end end to my life in arts ed but love problematic I... times at drama school here on drama we school love it. i am living for it because you know everything i do firmly believe everything happens for a reason but yeah i got i got a role in master of the air which is like the new apple tv sort of series that's mm. coming out with like austin butler and barry keoghan if i'm pronouncing that right it's an irish second name so i'm not too sure yeah. but um i always get really like petrified when i'm doing podcasts and i know i've sent out a few invitations and i'm like i'm gonna have to find out how to pronounce their second name yeah that's a, i mean luckily you don't have that problem with me bobby johnson couldn't be 
more simple if you tried. Yeah, it was just it was pretty. It was a good time I had at Artshead. Like the year, the year that I was at Artshead was was fab. Like I mean, I learned a lot. Mm. It was just like one of those things where I was like, if I like once you get offered that role, like I didn't really care how big it was. It was just like the production was that, and yeah. I knew it was that. And then they were like, yeah, the producers are Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, and I was like, if I don't go, then I'm gonna like yeah. be wondering <laughs> what happened. If like I took it, whereas if I take it, mm. you can if you really think it's necessary, you can go back to drama school or audition for drama school later on. You're never going to be able to audition for that project ever again. <laughs> yeah, so ten downs. Like, sorry, Stephen, I'm I'm unavailable. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry, Speely. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to have to wait until I finish. I do love Steven Spielberg. That he's he made another one of my favorite films, which is The Goonies. Great film. See, I do watch some films. <laughs> the the ones that are just critically acclaimed what i love to talk to people about when we're talking about drama school though it's one of my favorite things in the world have you got any funny or crazy stories from drama school that you can share with us i'll tell you what is crazy which is like it's a slightly pg crazy because i was only there for a short time but i went during covid like height of covid and like one day we literally just went in we were just casually doing our stuff and then we all get sent for tests we all come in and then it's like two hours later on the head of acting comes in just goes reese uh can i borrow you and then like we all get sent home for covid and it was literally like two three weeks that we were just like all online and doing online at drama school is one of the hardest things i think you can do like doing an acting class online is possible but it's very difficult i don't know how you all done it it was like especially stage combat you're doing that online so you're just waving swords around your bedroom it was like so 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 difficult but yeah other than that yeah no, not really many two crazy stories but just that story of like covid and when you really put it into perspective it's just a bit bonkers that people studied acting mm. during covid oh mad i am so glad that i dropped out i dropped out in january pandemic happened in like what was it march mm, yeah and i remember texting some of my friends being like oh what's happening kind of wish i didn't drop out because everybody got to stay at home and they still got their student loan and <laughs> They were texting me being like, we're doing a play on Zoom. And I was like, oh, like in my head. So it's just going to be like monologues. Like everybody's just mm. going to like do a monologue. And they were like, no, they sent us green screens. And um, we have to like, people want that people aren't list that are listening won't be able to see what I'm doing. But we have to turn like this while we're, do while we're talking to someone. And we have to look in the direction of where their screen is. Oh my god! And I was like, "Why? Why?" Yeah, <laughs> like I would have just like I don't know. I actually admire like I've still got like my friends would be in their third year now, and I admire them because they did that whole rest of that year, probably a little bit as well in the second year, bit COVID ridden, and you know they've all come out the end of it. So I'll probably be watching their shows. I'll definitely go back to Artshead and watch the shows. Well, if they were in second year last year, they'd have got all of it non-COVID related because I went back last year. Yeah. And we only had one scare, which was in the January with Omicron. Oh, yeah. So I think relatively last year. Well, I mean, I was there all year. So yeah, last year was pretty untouched. Mm. Okay, mm. that's good then. I wasn't at Arts Ed, by the way. I was like, I was there. Yeah, I was there at your school. So you're slagging <laughs> them off and uh, you're part of the student union. <laughs> yes, I am here. <laughs> this is not a podcast. I'm just here to serve you with a restraining order. No, I do. I do. Like, I, I have no animosity towards Art Said at all. I think, you know, part, I mean, it was basically my fault, but at the same time, my selfish needs. I was like, oh, no, I just got to go. It's just one of those things. And it also, without doing it, I wouldn't have got bad Ed. So 
you know, grass is greener possibly sometimes. But my heart does go out to all of the people that went through drama school online. I can't imagine paying nine grand a year for a Zoom course. Absolutely, yeah. I'd be asking for a refund. <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't get one. Like, I know, like, legally it's, you know, interesting and it would be slightly unfair to all the people who paid their full amount. But at the same time, you acting is like such a contact-based profession. I feel like it just has to... Move to Scotland where further education is free. Is it? Yeah. So, oh, like, to... I've done five years of drama school and yeah. I'm, like, 20 grand in debt in student debt wow and that is literally just on the like five grand a year that they give you to like live jesus that's incredible do you go royal scottish <laughs> no they rejected me on my 21st birthday <laughs> on your birthday <laughs> on my birthday i was like oh. frankie and benny you have emailed them being email. like can you just send me like a fake good one <laughs> so i can celebrate my birthday well i'd said to them i'd auditioned like four days before my birthday and they like had all my details and they were like oh it's your 21st in a couple of days and i was like yeah and then at the end, she was like, I'll see you soon and have a lovely birthday. And I was like, they said, see you soon. That means I'm through. See you soon. Yeah. Said, I'm definitely getting through to the next round. And then I'm sat in Frankie and Benny's and I got rejected. No, I oh. went to um a place that I'll let you. Um, I went to the first time and dropped out. And then uh, I dropped out and it took like 18 months out. But that was like through the pandemic. So I'm not really counting it. And then I went to New College Lanarkshire, which I had a fucking ball at and loved it. And yeah. now I'm not a drama school dropout anymore because I graduated. You just have to put like a slight fine print at the bottom of your uh, podcast oh, name. Listen, drama school I will dropout. always be a fucking dropout. Like, <laughs> that's just my life. Um, I do want to talk to you very quickly about bad education. Well, not very quickly. I don't care like, how long it takes. Um, <laughs> What was the audition process like for you? It was a blast, really. I mean, especially with the character that I ended up, you know, portraying. It's just, it's such, it's so much fun. Like, you can't not have fun playing the character. So every, like, I did a self-tape first round, obviously. Now we live in the times of self-tape. was lovely. I mean, I'm one of those people where, like, you kind of, like, I set myself a rule where it's just, like, you do five takes and that's it. Like, I just refuse to do any more. Otherwise, I'll be there for, like, three hours nitpicking yeah. it. But I was like, let's just have fun with this one. Like, I knew it was bad education. One of the things that I love to ask everyone, and feel free to deny it because I don't want to get you into trouble, did you steal anything from the set? No, sad. I wish I did. I've stolen things from pretty much most sets. But for Bad Ed, there was just nothing I could steal. Like, Did you not make it away with a uniform? No, because it's just like, possibly if we were to get another season, they need to have it, you know. Oh, I'd be taking a tie and I'd just be like, bill me. I really wanted the tie. But the one thing I wanted was my shoes. I really loved the shoes, the trainers that Harrison got to wear. Um, trainers did he have on? They were like these Zara trainers. They were lovely. And uh, they were, do like, you know what the look. funniest thing is? I know that I've seen them because I had your bad education headshot up last night. Is it? Um, let me, I need to see what they were. I'm just nosy. They were lovely. It's like some Zara sort of canvassy, uh, sort of like skate style trainers. I oh, and them. now that I fucking look, it's all fucking not you. It's the old people. I love how I put Bobby Johnson in and it cut up, put up Joe Bullcut. <laughs> Oh, I can't see them now. I need a better stage name because Bobby Johnson's one of the most common names out there. And there's already like some reasonably successful people with the name Bobby Johnson. And then my real name's actually Robert. Like my birth name's Robert. Yeah. And Robert Johnson is like this famous dude who was like a country folk singer. 
who sold his soul to the devil, like apparently. So I like, think you've just got to be Bobby Johnson now, though, because you've had your professional credits and stuff, that's haven't the you? Thing. You can't change it now. Can't well, I mean, you could, but like, I have to marry someone. <laughs> I don't think it's like a genuine, like a terrible name. It's not bad. I, I like, I like my name. It's just like I wish there was. It was like a you know, like a punchy one that no one else has. Because if you search Bobby Johnson, even on IMDb, there's like sixty people. I'm just. I like... also know people that have changed their name, and it's fucking terrible. <laughs> you see, that's that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to change your name, and then it's like you know, Princess Consuela, <laughs> Banana Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like me and you are going to get on with these friends references. Um, <laughs> I was actually that's really funny. I said to somebody the other day, they were like, oh, because my friend's getting married. I was like, are you going to change your name? And she was like, yes, to crap bag. Oh, yeah. That's funny that you brought that up. See, I'm very lucky that my name is quite unique. Well, it is unique. The only other person that I know with my name is my dad and my granddad. <laughs> but like... Are you I, a I'm, junior, are you? I am like the 17th. It's like a family <laughs> thing. And then I'm like, I'm not having kids. So it dies with me. <laughs> Great. But yeah, like I'm very lucky. Like nobody else sort of has anything close to me. Yeah, it's good to have a unique name. I know some people with some really cool, unique names. Like my friend, he won't mind me saying, my friend's first name is Zakir, and I just think that's like such a like a cool, like quite powerful name, Zakir. Like I just always feel like people. The thing is, people mispronounce it all the time. What your name? Yeah. Like, so if you've got a unique name, nobody really knows how to fucking say it. Yeah. How do people mispronounce yours? Give me, like, the worst one. I've been, I've had Ingraham, which, I mean, you've seen how my name is written. It yeah. doesn't look, there's no H. Do people ever call you Instagram? Well, that's <laughs> what I tell people, because if people have, I'm like, it's like Instagram without the star. Yeah. Um, But I've had, like, Ingrid, which I don't know how people get to that conclusion. Yeah, that's a, that's a bonkers And I'm one. like, Ingram. It's simple. It's not hard. I, when no. I read it, I assumed it was Ingram. And then when I like did some of my own legal stalking, listened to a few episodes of the podcast, I was like, ah, so it is Ingram. Yeah. So. I get a lot of Ingram, which for some reason annoys me more than people completely getting it wrong. Yeah. I'm like, I get it, but it, it's an um sound at the end. Not to sound mm. like a... a like the same as when people spell my name with an I-E. Yeah, you're like, I, I don't have that- a set of tits really grinds my gears because obviously yeah like you said <laughs> well, i don't really know set. you might have a set of tits yeah, but like... possibly hidden under all of this um <laughs> i don't want to yeah, assume like, anyone's identity especially when people do it professionally like i've had it professionally where like <sighs> you have to you you know just remind them like you actually like requested my audition so like how have you now misspelled my yeah. name but don't do it in like an aggressive way i'm just like oh yeah by the way it's like with a y yeah. but like inside i'm like it's with a y <laughs> just screaming no it's just like how like you know i don't know mm. how you'd miss it's one of the easiest names to spell did you have a favorite sort of behind the scenes moment that we wouldn't necessarily know about i'll tell you what was great which is really really uplifting in the sixth episode the school play one um behind the scenes in between every single take me and the guys in quite theatre kid bloody style with just like acapella, like random songs. Oh. And it just kept you uplifted. Like, it's so easy to get tired, you know? Filming's long, long days. You're up since, like, I had to get up at like 4.35 most days. Yeah. Um, so it's just a great way just to keep you going because I feel like once you stop, you just crash. Yeah. Uh, and also just like reacting to each other's like costumes. Because like, especially Uzma, she has like 
her bloody headscarf underneath her Gemma Collins wig. And it's just like, it's just so like, the little details make things funny. And like Ali, when in like the IBS assembly has that crazy doctor, like mm. um, headpiece on some of the stuff, like when you see it first, it's just, it just proper, proper cracks you up. And obviously meeting the OG cast as well, backstage, um, backstage, oh, bit of theater, like um, <laughs> <laughs> on like at base and stuff like that was really, really nice. Cause that night, like the night before we met everyone, I was just like, damn, like we're actually going to be like meeting the OGs here. Mm. Like you're meeting like Ethan, who's obviously been on the show, Jack Whitehall, um, you know, Jack Binstead, all of the, all of the One guys. Of actors actually is Charlie Wernham. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. He was my and birthday guest last year. He was your birthday guest, was he? Yeah. And he was so lovely. I remember sort of sitting afterwards being like, I think I was, what had happened, don't tell Charlie this, I was, I had to run back from drama school to do the interview mm. and I was really tired. We were like halfway through production rehearsals and I was so tired, but he was so lovely and like stayed on for like an extra hour and just gave me loads of advice. Oh. At the end, I was kind of like, I need to go to sleep. That's such a Charlie thing to do though. Like he was like a big sibling to like all of us. Oh, yeah. Like everything that especially because him and Leighton were obviously in the show so they care so much about it and it's just like you just want to soak it all up because they're also you know professionals who've been doing it for mm. years now who've built up quite you know successful careers for themselves and Charlie is like there's just a, there's no bad words to say about him like he was just so warm from the get-go the table read is when we first met each other like all together like the other guys had met each other at some chemistry readings but I me and Ali were cast relatively late yeah um and Ali was even cast after the table read but yeah so like it was my first time meeting everyone and literally was like let's go for like a drink and things like that and it's just like that sort of stuff just gets mm. you all really acquainted to each other and you kind of have to be you're spending so long so everybody out there that's listening go to BBC iPlayer stream the full series now give it the love that it deserves give it the numbers that it deserves because genuinely it's actually pretty fucking good um, oh yeah but we're going to play a game now. This game is one of my favourite things in the world. It's called Stage Right or Stage Shy, and it's three stories. Two of them are truth, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and one is a big fat lie. The true ones have been submitted by listeners, and the fake one's been made up by our producer, Heather. I've got the answer in a sealed envelope here so that I can Ooh. play along with you, because if I can't play this game, nobody's playing this game. <laughs> and... I did read these this morning when I woke up and looked and I, I, some people need help. <laughs> so it's our job to find out which one's the fake one, by the way. I never explain it well. I'm looking forward to this. This is the type of stuff I love. Number one, one of our final exams at drama school was to devise a solo movement piece. One boy in my class came in and popped a body length see-through plastic bag over his head and proceeded to do a movement piece while pretending to be a penis inside of a condom. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Number two, my acting my acting lecturer broke my nose. In a scene in my first year show, I had to have a fight with my stage wife and she was supposed to hit me in the face with a frying pan. While we were rehearsing, my lecturer decided that the one day I had a hangover was the best day to start choreographing the fight. She was showing my stage wife how to hit me with the frying pan and I just didn't move out of the way in time and she hit me in the face 
with the frying pan and broke my nose. Number Crikey. three, my first job after drama school was playing a young mum in a play and the stage was on a rake. I had to walk on with a pram, pop the brake on and turn around and talk to the other actor in the show. And as I turned around, the other actor's eyes were just wild with fear. I hadn't put the brakes on and the pram rolled off the stage and hit a woman in the front row. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know, right? Number one is real. Mm. The, the condom one that is i feel like that has to be real because that is i feel like that yeah that's real that's that real. was one of my final exams at drama school and i didn't want to do it and because i just didn't like movement so what i did was have you ever seen jamir private school girl no need to watch it chris lily's funny as fuck and there's this one scene like it's it's chris lily who is like a i don't want to say I think summer heights high well jamir is the character in yeah that, and she has her own spin-off and it's like Chris Lilly pretending to be a teenage girl and he's like doing a dance class and it's to like this really like emotional song and it's like the most ridiculous dance. I just copied that dance. <laughs> like that's all I did and I passed. All I, in my GCSE piece, I was basically just Joey from Friends. Literally just copied every single thing about him. Smell the fart acting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think genuinely... Number two is the fake one. Number two is the um, frying pan, right? Yeah, because yeah, surely like number two's number two's got to be fake because surely the teacher would not actually be able to to do that. Like, demonstration. My lecturer has demonstrated stuff on people before, but I feel like the first time you're hitting someone with a frying pan, you're not going to go full speed with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Let's go. Let's go with that one. Is the lie? Yeah, because the pram one could happen to anyone. Yeah, like the pram one is like a that stupid happened mistake. In count- countless things that i've done um but yeah like number two nah not the number one the condom one the condom one was the lie that was the lie wow <laughs> we were so convinced i was that like that's was real the, that's real the maybe they're lying to us they're double bluffing that's the only explanation listen do you know what that means if it's the lie my my producer made it up which now means i own the copyright to it fully expect a video on my instagram in the next couple <laughs> of days of me <laughs> with a body length see-through plastic bag over my head uh, so oh, wow. That. wow i i am looking forward to seeing it as well um if you could pick anyone in the world to do a two-hander with in the West End, who would you pick? They have to be alive. I don't know if I can decide between... I'm going to say... Um, can I just pick three? Right, go for it. <laughs> and just like... They're all uh, male actors. My top choice is Andrew Garfield because I love him. I just I just think he's so, so talented. I don't think he's ever been said yet either. Really? That is a mm. shock. That is actually quite a shock. I think at my last tally, Stephen Graham is the most. Oh, Stephen Graham is so good. But yeah, there's just I've always just had this like sentimental. And Julie Walters. Julie Walters. Oh, she's just a great though, isn't she? Mm. Especially theatre wise as well. Like, and the fact that she's just so like iconic. Andrew Garfield. Then I would say I love Colin Farrell as well. And I don't know how much theatre he does. I don't think he's been said either yet. I don't think any of my guys are going to be said now that I'm thinking of it. You're a trailblazer. Because Andrew Garfield and Colin Farrell are probably my two favourite male actors, especially recently Colin Farrell has just been killing it. But they're like my two my two idols, if that makes sense. And yeah. then my rogue choice, because of Outer Banks, my favourite season, which now makes me think that it hasn't been said, there's a guy who plays Rafe Cameron, who's one of the characters. His name's Drew Starkey in real life. Yeah, no, and I, I would. Know love to play a two-hander thinking of it with him but him playing a similar character to 
Rafe who he plays in the show mm. because he is unbelievable at like this sort of like out yeah. of control psychopath sort of character and I would just love to see how I would act opposite that I think that would be so intimidating but also I just love I just love to work with all three of them like Andrew Garfield is practically my inspiration and then Colin Farrell I just I love but I have to carry on my campaign that's been going on for hundreds of weeks now and it's really starting to feel personal and I I'm starting to cry at night over it because it's not happened yet. Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. What yeah. is it? No one said her. So, no, she's my choice. Oh, for she's Amanda. your one. And I know she'd make me look like a piece of shit, and I'm at peace with it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> It'll come. It'll come. I've decided though, if I ever get the opportunity, I would like to do Shakespeare with her because mm. comedy, like I'm gonna be shit regardless. Like that's just yeah. gonna happen. Like it's Catherine Tate. But Shakespeare, I am like a Shakespeare buff and I know the technical side of it. So mm. the worst thing somebody's going to be able to say about it is, well, it was done correctly. Yeah. Like, he's still, like, I, I am no way saying that I am going to reach Catherine Tate levels of greatness doing Shakespeare. <laughs> like, I'm aware that I'm still going to be the shittest in the room, but it will be done correctly. Or, or it could even be the opposite. Because she's so great, she might make you look really fantastic. Absolutely like not. Your own ability I, as well. I, I fancy myself as an actor. I think I'm pretty good. But if I get on a stage with Catherine Tate, especially doing something, because I know she loves Shakespeare and I love mm. Shakespeare, I am. She's gonna do something on the night, like while all the critics are in, and I'm just gonna go, <laughs> like my jaw is just gonna fall to the floor, and I'm gonna be like. I am so in love with you. Like, let's get married. Like, do you know what I mean? I feel I feel that same way with Andrew Garfield. And not even in like, I think, just being in the presence of someone who, who knocks out of the park. I It must be hard to not just like internally, even if you're outwardly not doing that internally, to just switch out of character and be, fuck, that was good. That was really good. Oh no, Catherine Tate, I would just be like... <laughs> Like I'd be like, what is this one? Like it's just disgusting. Maxine Peake is another one that's just disgustingly talented. Mm. Like I don't know. I just want to act with lots of cool people. If anybody out yeah. there has any jobs, my emails the are dream, the show notes. Just to act with brilliant people. I just, yeah. but it will happen. You know, manifest mm. manifest greatness. But yeah, it was just yeah. they're always what you, to aspire to. I think to any um, casting directors out there that are listening. Um, my email's in the show notes below. I've worked <laughs> Me relatively too, cheaply. <laughs> if you've got connections to Andrew Garfield or Colin Farrell. I- I'll work with fucking anyone. <laughs> it, doesn't <laughs> ju- I'm, like, it doesn't just have to be Catherine Tate. Like, at this point, the only p- person that I can't work with is a dog because I'm allergic. Oh, that sucks. That, that sucks. Does it? <laughs> does it? Does it really? I love dogs. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm my best you. mate's got like loads of them, and every time I go in, I'm just like, oh, how can you be asked? Yeah, no, I love them. I just love them. Little balls of fluff. Mm, I'm all, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> fully, fully good for that. Um, we have a closing tradition on this podcast, and it's where the previous guest leaves a question for the current guest. They don't know who they're asking the question. You won't know who they're who you're asking, but the question that has been left for you is. If you could be any Australian animal, what one would you be? Kangaroo, hundred percent. Actually, no, 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 no. I changed that. Damn, that was an impulsive answer. But I'm gonna say koala. See, the person that asked this, because what I do is when I ask them for the question, we normally answer it as well. And 
he said kangaroo. And then I was like, I don't like kangaroos because I used to think that that pouch on the front of them was like mm. fur lined. It's not. It's like part of their body. And like, yeah, it's like proper, like gross skin. Yeah. Weirds me out. And then I said a koala because I want lots of fit tourists to pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really, was, well, I, I mean, how many? Like a different avenue, but yeah. No, I want lots of fit people to pick me up and cuddle me because that's not happening in my everyday life. Uh, Life would be great if people did that. But also, like, how many people, how many, like, Australian animals are there? I There's not many other one. than people hate, you know, like spiders and snakes and stuff. Yeah. Those are my friends. Um, well, my ex-friends. Oh, Jade. <laughs> um, but what question would you like to leave for the next guest? Um, what's coming up next for you? Like, what's happening in the world of Bobby Johnson? Oh, uh, are we allowed to talk about things? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, just more auditions. Uh, my dad lives out in, in Washington, so I'll be going to visit him very soon. You lucky um, bastard. Is he American? No, he's English. He just works oh. for um, Ministry of Defense, so like they move about for their job a lot. I just didn't know if you were one of those lucky bastards that has a, a double like green card. Double oh, I wish. I wish. Otherwise, I'd be in America a lot because. Ugh. So just I don't know America. I, under, I kind of understand why Americans don't leave America mm. because there is actually so many like. Forget all the controversy about all com- like countries because every yeah. country. But like, in terms of like stuff you can do in America, there's there's a fuck ton to do in America. Um, Are you allowed to say that your dad works for the Ministry of Defence? Just double checking that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. absolutely fine. In case he's like James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden it's just like a WhatsApp from an unknown number. Yeah. Um, I-, I love your podcast. Do you still live up the hill? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually creepy. If oh, that happened to me, I don't know what I'd do. I actually don't know what I'd do. I debated changing my number, but then that was a hassle, so I just blocked the number. That's That's perfectly fine. I think that should do the trick. Unless I didn't want to change my call. number. You then get another call and it's just like, you thought you could block me? And it's just like, oh. I'd probably just be like, do you know what? We can be friends. Just tell me who you are. Yeah, no animosity, please. Like, just walk up the hill and I'll see who you are. I think it's got to be, it's got to be somebody I know because, first of all, I'm not famous. Like, Second of all, nobody gives a fuck about me that much. Mm. So like, it, it has, it'll probably be like my best mate on his parents' phone. I don't know. And it's funny, like I told him about it yesterday and he didn't seem too flustered by it. So I, I it yeah, he's, definitely, he's definitely hiding something. No, but I, I don't think that like it's not his real bag, is it really? Um, but yeah, like so coming out, loads of auditions, and no, yeah, we've not heard hopefully. anything about bad education coming back, no, other than no. the pile of scripts in the background of your video. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, because I, was... I do have scripts here, but they're they're <laughs> old bad scripts. No, I was, I, I like just winding people up and putting it out into the world <laughs> that was a good one I but to be fair i've done better i remember one actress i said to her what are you doing coming up and she was like oh, i've just filmed um a, a drama for itv and i went oh you're doing the jack the ripper documentary just totally made it up mm-hmm. and she went how do you know i'm not allowed to talk about that you can't leave that in and i was like i guessed i, I did not know oh, you were doing oh, it that's bloody good though so now, like the my my running joke is the Hunger Games, the musical. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When somebody says something they're not allowed to talk about, I'm like, oh, you're doing the Hunger Games the other musical, day, which I think is great, Great British Bake Off musical. Have you seen that? Yes, and that I... is bonkers. 
I, I, I don't think it should exist. And that's <laughs> going to be a hot take. I, I, I think it's so stupid. I literally, I, I can't say I didn't think the same, but my first thought was, how the hell are they going to turn that into a musical? I want to know what kind of drugs the person that created it was on when they turned it's around. It's just going to be like a weird version of Waitress, I think. I'd rather watch a Big Brother musical. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, hey, somebody... you get a bit of that in Bad Ed, episode six. Mm. Like, Maybe, you know, David's dead. But where can everyone follow you on social media to keep up with what you're doing? Uh, my Instagram is literally just Bobby George Johnson. I don't really do any other social media. Like, I have a TikTok, but I'm never really going to post yeah. that. So. Are you on Cameo or anything like that? Nah, I'm not, sadly. I was just lying to give people because hard times. Cozzy lives. Because you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. he lives, I hate that. But it's somehow it do be tough out. Made it into my vernacular. I saw someone post like a a, a message from like Depop, and it's like, would you sell me this jacket for seven pound? She was like, no, it's a hundred pound jacket. And she was like, yeah, but because he lives, biffs. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm gonna go buy anything soon. I'm gonna <laughs> try that. Like if I go on Depop, I'll just be like, look, man. 200 quid. What about five? Cause he lives. JD, um, I've only got a tenner because he lives. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Genuinely, it's, it's been, been such an absolute pleasure. And what I do like to say to everyone is if you're ever in Glasgow and the first round of drinks are on me, I forgot what I say to everyone now. Oh, I would actually love to go to Scotland. I've never been. Glasgow is the superior city. Don't bother with Edinburgh. See, my brother's been to Edinburgh and he did say it was beautiful, but I'll have to just do it all. Edinburgh's built on a hill and I'm fat. Do you know what? For those I mean? who don't like hills, <laughs> Edinburgh's not for you. I mean, Glasgow's quite hilly as well, so I don't really. I fucking live on a hill. Um, but yes, thank you so much for coming on. Genuinely, it's been such a pleasure. Yeah, I've loved it. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 132 completed. Thank you so much to Bobby for coming on the podcast. Genuinely, I had the best time chatting with you. And to all of you guys at home for listening in, thank you so much for continuing to come back week after week to listen to me chat shite to some of my favourite people on earth. Make sure you go down into the show notes and follow myself and Bobby on social media. All of the links that you need are down in the usual places. If you're loving Drama School Dropout, why not let everybody else know how much you love the show and leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much you don't even know. If you've got a story for stage right or stage shite, make sure to click that link to the Google form and submit your story. And who knows, it might be featured on the podcast. Don't forget that throughout the entirety of April, we are doing Double Drama School Dropout to celebrate my birthday with brand new episodes landing on Tuesdays and Fridays until the end of the month. But until the next one, have a great week. Stay safe. I love you. Drama school dropout, no graduation day for you. Drama school dropout, thought your whole course, now try something new. Drama school dropout.